0: I'm Brooke McLaughlin, an author, speaker, teacher, and small-town girl from the mountains of Appalachia. Over the years, I've had the privilege of encouraging countless moms toward a richer prayer life, helping them catch a vision for the partnership God invites them into as they become praying moms. Prayer is action all by itself, and our prayers can impact the people we love most for generations to come. I created the Million Praying Moms podcast because prayer is one of the most overlooked parts of Christian parenting today. Let's change that together. My goal is to help you see prayer not as a last resort, but as your first and best response. If you have questions about prayer or motherhood, if you need help taking the first steps toward a praying life, or if you want to know how to pray for specific needs affecting our children in today's culture, you're in the right place, friend prayer warrior, or mom who's just starting the journey. All are welcome here. Let's get started. Hey there, friends. Allow me to offer you an official welcome to the new year. I just cannot believe that it's 2023 already. Did you know that this podcast has been around for three and a half years? That just blows my mind. It's crazy. And if you're just tuning in today, like if you haven't been around for three and a half years, I just want to encourage you like scroll back a little bit because there is so much great content here for you if you take the time to listen to it. Before we jump in, I want to welcome Stacy Thacker back to the show. Welcome Stacy. How was your new year? Did you guys do anything exciting? Well, happy New Year, Brooke. And to all our friends. Well, you know, if
1: you're looking for exciting at New Year's, you're gonna have to probably adjust your definition of exciting. But hey, <laughs> if going to bed before midnight and wearing earplugs when you go to bed to drown out the neighbors' festivities, you know, then I'm your gal. Like I'm your person. That's I you. Get that. <laughs> that's you. Happy New Year. I mean, that's a lot of excitement around here. How about you? How was New Year's
0: at your house? Very very similar. We actually, I mean, really quite similar. We have neighbors to the back of our property that are partiers when it's not New Year's. So um, so that was exciting. And um, our kids are old enough now that they kind of do their own thing on New Year's. Our church had a, uh, a kind of, it's not really a lock in They didn't stay all night. Um, It wasn't an all-nighter, but they stayed until about, you know, a little after midnight. And so they were doing their own thing and had a blast. They have so much fun. It's a safe way for them to celebrate the new year. And we're really grateful for that. But my husband and I tend to just kind of chill out on New Year's now, grab some dinner. And, um, you know, like, so here's, here's the thing. We normally eat at Olive Garden on New Year's Eve. Um, The reason for that, and we don't really eat there any other time, it's either that or we go to this Japanese restaurant called Kabuki. Both of them are expensive and both of them kind of upset my stomach a little bit. So we we kind of try and reserve them for once a year and I take some medicine before we go. So um, we did that and it was fun and I did not get sick. So that was great. Um, but it was just quiet, you know. I, I actually kind of prefer quiet on New Year's nowadays. There was a time when I really wanted to do it at big, and now I'm really grateful for the boring parts of our lives. So, <laughs>
1: and I, hey, I all you can eat breadsticks is not a bad way to start a new year. I mean, it is on. not. It's <laughs> it a it's a, good, it's a good wonderful. sign, Brooke. It's a good sign. Absolutely. Well, I think we're going to be doing something different here on the podcast for the entire month of January. So let's just kick off this new month this this new vision. Why don't you tell everyone what this month is
0: going to look like? It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It is very exciting to me. And first of all, I think maybe the most important thing is to say that Stacy, you are going to be hanging out with us almost every week this month, which is really really cool. You're going to be an official co-host this month for like every almost every episode. So that's really super cool. And and I would say, you know, I just adore getting to work with you in that way. So, But even maybe cooler than that is, um, if anything could be cooler than that, is that all month long, we're hosting a challenge here on the podcast called Start With Peace. It's based on my brand new devotional prayer journal, Everyday Prayers for Peace, which actually released last month. And so now it's available anywhere books are sold. So you can grab one if you want to anytime now. But we are literally going to take 30 days Beginning in the month of January, and it will actually go into the month of February a little bit to learn and pray about true biblical peace. And we're going to do it together as a community, which is really exciting to me.
1: Well, I love that, Brooke. And I, you know, before we start with peace and we get into the details of the challenge, I'd love to hear a little bit about the book. Now, when you told me you were working on this, I was very excited because. I think this is such a right now topic. I think it's a topic that a lot of people are asking about. I think we all crave peace. I think we're all looking for that, but I think it kind of, remains this kind of elusive idea that we just kind of don't know what it is and how to get there, even if we, you know, have um, a biblical idea of what peace looks like um, from a faith standpoint. But I would love to hear a little bit from you about the book and the background, because I know one thing, there's always a story behind every book. So why don't you give us the background, give us the the details on what led up to this and and kind of a little bit about how you started this process of writing the book.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of funny. Uh, you and I were talking about this a little bit off air, but I don't really remember why I chose the topic of peace. It's something that I feel like I had a measure of success in, in my life or victory in, but I don't remember sitting down and coming to the conclusion that I needed to write a book about peace. It's it's you know If I'm being honest, it just kind of came because it seemed like a good topic. It seemed like a, like you said, like a topic that a lot of people struggle with. And because I had been through a lot of things in my life and in our family's life that threatened to steal our peace over the years, and because I had learned to deal with that in some way and had some kind of understanding of what true biblical peace is, I felt like I could write about it. And, and I, I did feel, though, that I had earned a little bit of peace in my life through those experiences and that I could share about it. And, and as you know, Stacey, and as most of our listeners are, most of our repeat listeners no, I'm an introvert and peace for me. Well, let me, let me step back. Quiet for me uh, is something that has been very important in my walk. And I think over the years I've learned, if you had asked me 10 years ago, or even maybe 15 years ago, when my boys were really little, what peace was, I might've equated it with quiet because you hear those two together a lot, peace and quiet. I just want, just want some peace and quiet. And Every for mom me, says, hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Yes.
0: Yes. And especially the introvert moms were like, yes, because quiet is not just something that I uh, want. It's actually something that my body physically needs in order to rejuvenate and in order to feel like I can be okay. So, you know, to me, the two were very similar and they're actually not similar at all. Like if you're looking at them from a biblical perspective, they're not similar at all that like maybe one category can have or house the other one, but they're not the same kind of definition. Quiet is often peaceful. And so I thought I could tackle this subject and offer some measure to the people that are walking behind me. And I do feel like I was true to that in the book. Like it does talk about the topic of peace from a very thoroughly biblical standpoint, and so it's very accurate and I really believe is is right exactly what God wants with this message, but i I didn't necessarily expect and I should have. and as a fellow author, you will laugh at this and anybody else who's ever written anything will get this because as God so often does, He asked me to first write the book and then he asked me to live the book again. In a deeper way. And and that is often what happens. I always tell people the Lord always, whatever I write is for me first. You know, like I can't write about it if God hasn't taught me something in that area, at least not with any authenticity. And so I want to start by sharing that when I wrote the book, I really did believe that I had lived enough of my life following Jesus and facing things that, that maybe threatened to steal my peace to know what I was talking about. But Soon after, like literally just a few months after I turned in the final manuscript for Everyday Prayers for Peace, the Lord allowed me to walk through something that I'd never experienced before, at least not on the level that I experienced it in this season. And that was a deep level of anxiety. And it had to do with one of our sons. And the process of walking through this anxiety with him left me weak like spiritually weak, physically exhausted. I felt sick sometimes. And to be honest with you, I felt like something of a fraud, which is why I didn't talk about it publicly a lot because I had just written a book on peace and here I was experiencing anxiety and it just didn't feel right. It felt like, well, did I get it wrong? Was I not supposed to be like, do I not have, you know, the insight that I thought I did? on this. And so I, I struggled with it, you know, in that way, it was a difficult season.
1: Well, you know, that's interesting, Brooke. I'm curious to know what made you finally decide to share, because when you're sitting there and you're, you're kind of in the middle and you realize that God is giving you, and this is his grace, right? We know this as writers is that his, it's his grace and his goodness that allows us to experience what we write about and write through Because it makes it such an authentic message for people that are reading, for our friends and people that are reading our words. It's his grace to us, but you have to be willing to share. So what made you finally decide, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna share this part of my story. I'm not gonna
0: hide this under the rug. What made you decide to share? Yeah, I shared a little bit about it, well, much more fully about it a couple of episodes ago. And so if anybody wants to hear the full story, they can scroll back a little bit and listen to that. But basically Every single time my oldest son, who has a story of his own that I share bits and pieces of in that previous episode, but every time he would step up to bat, we're we're a baseball family, I would have this physical response. My heart rate would actually go up to about 145. A couple of times it went up above that. And I, I wear an eye watch, an Apple Watch all the time. So like I was getting these alerts that your heart rate is too high, your heart rate is exceeding the normal limit or whatever. And it was a little bit scary. And I, you know, from a physical standpoint, I don't know if our listeners have had an elevated heart rate before, but when that happens, it makes you feel dizzy and very shaky. And it's just not pleasant. Like my heart rate wasn't elevated to the point where I needed to go to the ER or anything like that. But it was a very unpleasant feeling to go through that. And while this was happening, kind of in the background, I had been praying for him to get a hit with this kind of misplaced intensity. It's not wrong to pray for your kids to be successful. So I just want to say that like, Every mom out here that's listening has probably prayed for their child to be successful at something, and that's not wrong. But I was praying for him like he was on his deathbed when he was, you know, like I'm praying almost with the intensity of, Lord, heal my child. Please don't let them, you know, die when he was getting to play the game that he loves. And it just was misplaced. It was this mismatched intensity of my prayers and you know, he had this phenomenal spring and summer baseball season which should have been great for me, but I had a terrible spring and summer season because of what I was experiencing on the inside. And so, finally, I reached out to a group of trusted friends, the girls that I live with on the daily, and I also told my husband about what was going on and began to ask them for accountability. I began to ask them for prayers. I began to tell them, Hey, we've got an event coming up this weekend. It's probably going to trigger things in me. And I'm already starting to feel some anxiety about it. Would you pray? And they were so faithful to pray for me and encourage me and share God's truth with me. And that is half the battle is having some people who will speak into you. And friends, if you don't have that, that's what Stacey and I are here for, is to be that for you and in this way as best we can. But I also went back to the concepts that I had written about inside of Everyday Prayers for Peace. In this devotional prayer journal, I outlined what true biblical peace really is, as opposed to what the world says peace is, because they're two different things. And inside of the book, I'm giving people a step-by-step way to get to that point of biblical peace, like this is how you do it. And Stacy, you know me, I'm a firm believer that the Bible doesn't give us a lot of formulas, but the Bible does give us promises. And so I was putting those promises into play in my life and acting on them in a new way, trying to actually live what biblical peace is instead of just knowing it living it, like choosing in the moment when I was experiencing anxiety to live that kind of peace that Jesus says that he's left for us. And that's what made all the difference. John fourteen twenty seven says, peace. I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you? Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Several years ago, my husband and I walked through a very painful set of circumstances. In fact, what we dealt with may just rank up there as one of the most painful things we've ever experienced to date. It deeply wounded us and caused us to question our callings, even who we were in Christ. Honestly, it caused us to question Christ himself. We often found ourselves mad at God for allowing it to happen in the first place. We felt rejected. Disrespected and very, very alone. Throughout the months that followed, we were confronted by this pain over and over, up and down, like waves of discouragement throughout the seasons. Sometimes things were fine and then sometimes they weren't. When things were fine, I was filled with hope. I felt peaceful in my relationship with God and others, and I went about my days feeling fulfilled in my Christian walk. But when things were not fine, I was filled with fear. I felt frustrated in my relationship with God and others, and I went about my days wounded, wondering if I really had anything at all to offer the kingdom of God. It felt very much like being on a never ending roller coaster of emotions, like having a band aid ripped off just as the wound started to heal, only to have to start the process all over again. John fourteen twenty seven specifically and clearly tells us that the kind of peace Jesus left us is not the same kind the world seeks to give us. And yet, so very often I act like it should be. I could dwell on the longing of my heart to have peace in all my relationships, every circumstance, and with each new day, but that only means I want to control what happens to me and that I don't trust the God of the universe to give me the challenges I need to make me more like him. The other option is to choose the gift of peace Jesus died to give me. If I choose to look at Jesus as my peace, then anywhere I look, I see peace. Anywhere I go, I see peace. And any decision I make, I have peace. Peace doesn't always come from what's happening in our lives, from our relationships, or even from making good decisions. We just are not promised that kind of peace but we are promised the peace Jesus gives. That kind of peace transcends any other and gives us the ability to release difficult relationships, circumstances, and even deep, deep wounds to the only one who can change them. I invite you to step off the roller coaster of your own life and choose instead to walk with the gift of peace Jesus died to give you, himself. Grab your copy of Everyday Prayers for Peace at millionprayingmoms.com or anywhere books are sold.
1: Well, I mean, already like sitting on the edge of my seat because I know that you've actually applied the truth and the promises that you were writing. And I know, Brooke, I know you feel passionate about that because I know you. That's not lightweight for you, but that God gave you the actual opportunity to live it out and say, hey, this actually really works in everyday life. I think that's what every woman listening to this podcast right now wants to know, hey, does this stuff work for me on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or, you know, when my kid's up to bat, like, what does it work for me? So I'm curious of those promises that you studied about uh, when you were writing the book, what was one of the most, we'll just try with one, because I know there's more than one, one of the most profound truths you came across
0: when you were writing everyday prayers for peace. For me, realizing that peace is not a feeling. Changed everything for me. And I know that it goes against everything we think we know about peace to say that because isn't it the way we feel? Like, even just explaining to you about how my heart rate would go up when my son was at bat, the way I described that to you was how it made me feel, right? Physically, I didn't feel good in those moments. And when we encounter circumstances that threaten to steal our peace, I think maybe the only way we really can accurately describe it as humans is the way it makes us feel. But from a biblical standpoint, that's not what peace is. Peace is not necessarily what I feel when I have enough money or when my children are are obeying me on a regular basis. Peace is not necessarily what Jesus promised to give me. You know, he didn't promise me a a marriage that has no conflict. That was not Jesus' definition of peace. And in Galatians five, we're told that peace is a fruit, not a feeling. And that was so profound to me, Stacey, because, and I have to step back and give credit where credit is due, because my dear friend who has also been a, a frequent guest on this podcast, Gina Smith, released a book this time last year in the Everyday Prayers Library on the topic of joy. And she was really the first person to notice this, and, and I don't know if she was the first person ever, but she was the first person in my world to notice this, that on this topic of joy, that if we look at the fruit of the spirit, it's called a fruit, not a feeling. And by definition, then it extends into peace, because peace and joy, along with love and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I could probably, if I could sing right now, I'd sing y'all the song, but you don't want me to sing right now. They're all the fruit of the spirit. They are not reactions to what's happening outside or around us. They're inward reflections of what God is growing in us. And so if you're a believer in Jesus right now, if you're listening right this moment, if you're a believer in Jesus, you already have a seed of peace in your heart, at least a seed. You may never have taken the time to learn to grow it, but like any other kind of fruit, it can be grown as we nurture it. And that was just profound to me.
1: That is profound. And I i would say, I'm not going to call myself a gardener because if you saw what happened to my porch plants this year, you would you would say, hey, says so you're not a gardener, but by By that definition, even I know that when a seed is nurtured, it needs some things. It needs light, it needs water, and a season of waiting, which is never going to be easy. That's the tough part. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely the tough part. And I think maybe the, the second most tough or tougher part, most tough, um, is, is the pruning part, right? We don't like to do that either. But my mother constantly tells me when I get my spring and summer plants, I don't even know what they're called. That's how much of a, a like not a gardener I am. She's like, Brooke, you need to deadhead those. They're gonna die. If you don't pull off the part that's like already dead, it's just gonna wither the whole thing's gonna wither up and die. She always tells me that anytime she comes to my house and sees that I haven't done it, she reminds me of it because she's good at it. And I sometimes do it and I sometimes don't, but it's the same principle. We have to prune the things that are not of God in our lives if we want the things that are of God to grow and thrive and bloom and blossom into this beautiful thing that God meant for it to be. But I often find that Christians try to stuff a worldly definition of peace into a biblical one. And, you know, it's kind of a round hole, square peg thing because it never works. To project the world's standards and definitions into the Bible, to try to read the Bible through the lens of the world, it just doesn't work. It should be the other way around. We should allow what the Bible says about peace, well, really, like about everything. It's not even just about peace, it's about everything to influence how we understand the world. And we'll talk a lot more about what that looks like in coming weeks inside of the Start With Peace program. But that's one of the fundamental parts of learning to live with the kind of peace that Jesus gave us is to stop trying to stuff what you know about peace from a worldly perspective into a biblical one, because it just doesn't work.
1: And I'm just guessing that as you were writing and researching that you discovered the Bible has quite a bit to say about peace. And I think we are in for an amazing conversation this month.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I started writing this book, I was looking through the Bible at verses on the topic of peace. And there's a lot, (laughs) not even just ones that taught, like that actually say the word peace in them, but some that allude to the idea of peace or that help fill in the gaps and give us a fuller picture of what peace looks like. So yes, there was a ton of information in the Bible about peace.
1: And so Brooke, let's just talk this month, what we can all expect and how can everyone get involved in the
0: Start With Peace challenge? Start With Peace is a 30-day challenge to give God the first few days of the new year to focus on what His definition of peace really is. And the hope of that is that taking this time to set apart, to set aside, and really focus in an in-depth way on what biblical peace is will then follow you for the rest of 2023. So that's the heart of it. We're going to use the new devotional Everyday Prayers for Peace as our guide. Um, and we're just going to allow that content to really challenge us and to change our thinking about what peace is. And truthfully, Stacy, all you really have to do is purchase your copy of Everyday Prayers for Peace anywhere books are sold, and then join our Start with Peace Facebook group to be a part of the community. And I'll walk you through that in just a second. But in addition to the like having daily check-ins, All of the teaching this month on the podcast is actually going to coordinate with and add to kind of give you a fuller picture of the content of the book. And on top of that, I'm going to be hosting some bonus interviews on the Million Praying Moms Instagram account, some live interviews that I think will really add to the conversation too. It's going to be a full, rich, deep look at what biblical peace is. I asked our listeners some time ago to talk to me or kind of vote if you will on the common struggles of motherhood that threaten to steal their peace on a regular basis. And the Instagram interviews that we're going to do are going to be based on those. So what was shared, the ones that rose to the top over and over again were things like work-life balance, you know, like feeling like for the the moms who work Feeling like you're always torn between the two, wanting to be home when you're at work and needing to be at work when you're at home and struggling to find some kind of balance there is a uh, was a big one in the response that moms feel like steal their peace. Another one which I could really identify with, and I'm sure you can too, Stacey, as we have older kids now, is not being able to control the decisions our children make. There comes a time when you have to let go of some of that control and let them fail on their own or or let them make decisions that you wouldn't have made for them and so that's another thing that robs mom's peace a lot. struggling with a prodigal also was one that we got a lot. A child that's you know officially decided to walk away from the faith was a, a big one, and also trying to learn to root our children's identities in Christ was another one. A lot of the moms that we surveyed felt like or wondered if they were not doing enough or if what they were doing was really working or not. And so those are the four topics that we're going to be covering through our Instagram lives at the same time that we're doing stuff on the podcast and inside of the Facebook group. And it's all going to come together beautifully in this nice cohesive way to deepen our understanding of biblical peace in the month of January.
1: That sounds so inviting and encouraging and yes, challenging. But Brooke, is there a master schedule that people (laughs) can look at to see how everything just magically fits together?
0: Yeah, I know it's a lot, but there is a master schedule. You can find it in today's show notes or at millionprayingmoms.com. But here's how it's going to work step by step. Let me try and clarify things for us a little bit as we move forward. The first step to becoming a part or, or taking the Start With Peace Challenge is to purchase your copy of Everyday Prayers for Peace. You can get it anywhere you'd like to. It's available anywhere books are sold, or you can get it at the link in our show notes. There will be a direct link for you to purchase from there if you'd like to. Step two is to fill out the proof of purchase form. It's a simple little form. It is not asking for very much information, but it includes a space for your email address. And this is how we're going to contact you with the details about Start With Peace. So it's very important when you do that, you give us access to you so that we can talk to you about important things like where the Facebook group is and how you can join it. And we're going to have some giveaways as a part of this as well, how you can you know, make sure that you're entered for those. So it's really important. Don't miss out on that step. Don't forget to fill out the proof of purchase form. There is a link for that also in today's show notes. So you can find everything that you need there. We're officially going to start on January the 9th one week from today. So that gives you the time to grab your book and whatever else you might want to go along with it. The book itself, here's something to keep in mind. The book itself is a prayer journal. So it has writing space. So you shouldn't need to buy a lot of stuff to go with it. Really, all you need is the book. If you want to go get a new pen, do that. I'm a a pen snob, so I might do that. But you really shouldn't need too many other things to be prepared for it. I just want to tell you guys that I'm really excited about the teachings that are coming with Start With Peace, because and because there's a lot of ways that people can get engaged as they're kicking off their new year, and they can have a level of peace that maybe they haven't had before. And it's my hope and it's my prayer, again, that this is going to stick with you through all of 2023, whatever it brings, and that this peace that you end up with on the tail end of this challenge is something that you know can never be taken away because it isn't dependent on what happens to you this year. It isn't dependent on what happens to you next year. It has nothing to do with the ups and downs that might come in your life this year because it's the kind of peace that Jesus gives.
1: It's going to be a a great month, but you can't do a pen throw down and not tell us your favorite pen. So I know as soon as you said that, all the women... We're like reaching for something to write with. So go ahead. I know you have a favorite. If you're telling me you're a pen snob, Brooke, you got to tell us so we can put that in the show notes too.
0: I do. I'll put it in the show notes too. But my favorite pens are, I actually don't know. Well, it's called U brand and it's just the letter U. And I don't know if they sell them in stores or whatever, but a friend of mine years ago told me that these were her favorite pens, and they're really pretty. Like you can get them in lots of different designs, which kind of, you can get them in black. Like if you really, you know, if you want to get them for a man, you can totally they're totally manly too. Um, but you can also get really pretty designs. There's lots of different things to choose from. And I'm really picky about the way my pen writes and how it feels. And for me, it just is the perfect fit. So I probably buy a new pack of U brand pins. Like once a year and they last me, maybe even once every other year and they last me a long time. So the I'll I'll put a link to it in the show notes as well.
1: <laughs> okay. I just had to ask that because I'd throw that in because I just know everyone's like, wait, this is important information. We like to <laughs> know is. these things. Come on, we gotta be there for each other. We gotta, you know, make life a little easier on this side if we can. Okay, so really we have let's go back. There's four places that people can get involved with that the teaching is gonna be happening, but that the teaching can stand alone. The book can stand alone, the teaching can stand alone, but If you're going to be doing this in January, accessing all those different components are going to be key. And what we're going to be seeing as well is a community of like-minded moms and women who can join the Facebook group and listen online and comment. I mean, that's kind of, I think I always appreciate when other people are learning right alongside me because we can kind of encourage and affirm one another in that So if you want to get to the root of your lack of peace, tune into the podcast all this month. I'll be here. It's going to be great. Brooke will be here for sure. And if you want to listen to real moms talking about how to have peace in the midst of everyday real problems, you can take time and join the Million Praying Moms Instagram. It's one of my favorites. So be sure to join and follow there. And if you want to get to the very point where you're setting aside time to do it all, you can grab that master schedule and just go ahead and work that in. And you can write it in with your brand new pen and your brand new 2023 planner. (laughs) And you can schedule out how you're going to do this so that it fits into your life in this season. And then you'll have it to resource and go back to through the following months of the year. So I think I covered everything. Where can someone go to learn more about Start With Peace, Brooke? Give us the URL.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Before I do that, though, I have to tell you my favorite day planner is by Day Designer. So,
1: Okay, okay, okay. These are both going in the show notes. These are going to be the big links people are going to click on. The pen and the planner. (laughs) I have a feeling this is going to go hand in hand. When they're grabbing their copy of Everyday Prayers for Peace, they're going to be getting their planner and their pens. Absolutely. It's going to be so I exciting. Agree. I feel like we just we just gave women just such a great start to 2023.
0: I agree. I agree. It's going to be great. All right. So you can find all of the info in today's show notes, including where to get my favorite pin and my favorite planner at com.
1: I want to say thank you for taking on this Peace Project. I know there's been a cost um, and a learning curve and some sweet, sweet lessons from the Lord as well. He's so good. He's so good to allow us to live what we write and, and share with other people because it just comes from such a sweet, authentic place. And Thanks for inviting each of us along the journey with you. I cannot
0: wait to hear what God has in store for each of our hearts this month. Till next time, friends, the Lord bless you and keep you, make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of the Million Praying Moms podcast. You can connect with other praying women by following us on Instagram at Million Praying Moms or at the Million Praying Moms website, where you'll find tools to guide you as a praying mom. And don't forget to download your free copy of my resource, How to Pray God's Word for Your Children. This quick read will have you praying God's Word for your family within the next couple of hours. Seriously. Find all the links you need at MillionPrayingMoms.com.
1: Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free Story Behind podcast. Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love, and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind wherever you get your podcasts.